doesn't like going out and having a glass of wine and celebrating liberty? Well, if you're in Alameda County, don't worry. I have an amazing event for you coming up on Sunday, October 3rd at 1 p.m., the 15th annual Wine and Liberty Celebration at Westover Vineyards Winery, sponsored by the Libertarian Party of Alameda County. Questions, email Elizabeth Stump, LPAC, Vice Chair at Vice Chair at LPAC. We can become great at doing the the things that we do well, the things that are, we focus on. Like I'm, I think our audience is great at selling liberty. I think we have yeah. been amazing at doing that. Welcome to the Brian Nichols Show, your source for common sense politics on the We Are Libertarians Network. As a sales and marketing executive in the greater telecommunications cybersecurity industry, Brian works with C level executives to help them future proof their company's infrastructure for an uncertain future. And in each episode, Brian takes that experience and applies it to. The liberty movement. You start to ask questions that piques interest and get him to feel like, okay, this guy's actually got something that maybe can help me out. And then in your asking of questions and trying to uncover the real problems, build that natural trust. I know I went in the monologue there, man. <laughs> Instead of focusing on simply winning arguments or being right, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and their application in the world of politics, showing you how to ask better questions, tell better stories, and ultimately change people's minds. And now, your host, Brian Nichols. Oh my God! It is Labor Day. Happy Labor Day! Is that? Am I allowed to say that? Labor Happy Labor Day on a libertarian leaning podcast? I don't care. Well, you guys have a day off. That's what matters. And of course, we're not taking a day off here on the Brian Nichols Show. We're daily. If you haven't heard, and continuing with our conversations of sales and marketing, focusing on marketing today. Good friend and marketing extraordinaire Chris Goizetta. We missed you, my brother. How are you? Welcome back to the program. What's going on? Excited to be back. Man, speaking sales and marketing, right now is the time. Libertarians, pay the F attention. Right now, you literally have the Democrats being really pissed off at the Republicans about the whole Texas abortion thing. And then you have the Republicans still really mad at the Democrats about the whole vaccine mandate thing. So they're all a bunch of freaking hypocrites. And it's the most opportune, ideal time to bring people to the liberty movement, to the Libertarian Party, and if we can't do it now, then we just really suck at sales and marketing. Yeah, well, and, and that's kind of why we're here, right? This is yep. why we do what we do. We saw a problem in the the market, and that was the, well, we're not the best at maybe conveying the ideas that mm-hmm. we see. The, the the And here's the the way we're going to start things off today, because we, we want to start uh, focusing, obviously, in the marketing. But let's start off talking just about, to your point, what's happening in the world. Things are, are on fire. And your average person can feel it. They can see it around them and they're aware. They're having the conversation. And what do we always talk about? Enter into the conversation that people are already having. And as long as you're able to enter into that conversation in an empathetic way, this is what Jeremy and I have been focusing on in the sales series on the off weeks with the the empathy series, talking about how not just to talk about the issues that the person cares about, but the emotional journey we talked about that the change tri- uh, train yeah the change triangle um going through how to get them from one emotional state to the other from a state of you know being completely reserved to a point that they're willing to make changes and there's so much to the empathy but it goes with understanding 
what what's happening right now and with the fact that people are waking up but let's talk about those top of mind issues <laughs> and make sure that people are seeing the value in what we're bringing to the table and let's let's bring top of mind issues specifically hyper focus to the liberty movement this is something now it's a little bit a, a couple of weeks ago it did get resolved for now right and yeah. that is <laughs> the libertarian party mises caucus fake uh facebook group which had just shy i think of around 10,000 or so active members boom one morning gone all of a sudden just out of nowhere without any rhyme or reason and all of a sudden you had lpmc scrambling trying to get things back in order to get the group back and going now this goes back to a point i think it may have been the first episode you were on mm -hmm. with us chris and you talked about it was a, a, a concept. I almost said it was really a theory, but it's more of a concept that was brought up by one Joe Polizzi. And that is no rented land. Make yep. sure you own the areas that you have your audience. So events like a Facebook group being nuked. And we had this happen over at the We Are Libertarians group. We had our group around 2,000 or so members. Or actually, I think maybe around 3,000 just completely gone. And that's never come back. So this is not something that is you know, just a random one-off occurrence. This is something that has been consistently happening and it does go back to this reoccurring theme, Chris. Stop putting your, your product on, on rented land without having a backup. This is not being critical. This is, we need to make sure that we're covering our butts because they will be going after us, especially as we grow. Yep, absolutely. And, and I like what you almost accidentally said much better in Facebook. It sounded like you almost said fake book, which I like way better. <laughs> I did, I did, yes. I'm coming in hot today, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Entirely on accident too. How about that? <laughs> but um, yeah, you you want to own your audience, right? And the way you own your audience is by having the most direct contact with them possible. So emails, phone numbers, and even personal address if you can. One of the awesome things that, that Brian does, and we didn't even talk about this, but if you join his Patreon, he mails you a sticker. Well, guess what? When he mails you a sticker, he now has your address. And when you join his Patreon, he has your email address. So he has direct contact to his most loyal, truest followers, right? And the great thing about that is no matter what happens, no matter what Facebook does, Google does, Twitter, whatever platform you're on, no matter what they do, you can always tell all of your people, hey, we're going to be here now because this platform sucks and we have a much better new platform where we can go to and communicate with each other and build our, our community, right? So stop using rented land as your as your sole core um, like. I guess we're as, as your sole core place to keep your, your community, your business, right? It's okay to use it. It's okay to use those platforms because they have a lot of or tools, a lot of tools. They're a lot of great resources, right? It's a great way to easily reach people because that's where everybody else is on. But again, those platforms can go away at any time. They can change the rules at any time. And even though the Mises Caucus got their, their group back, it could go away again anytime. I mean, Facebook is probably Facebook and Google are probably two of the most radical of the, the social media platforms and not in a good way. They're the most likely to to ban you. They have the most restrictions. The um, you know, it's really I run a lot of ads and it's really hard to get it's the hardest to get ads approved on on YouTube, Google, and it's almost just as hard to get ads approved on Facebook and even recently. So I noticed a new update on, on YouTube. So there's two, there used to be two parameters on YouTube on when you can monetize your channel, right? And those where you have to have a thousand subscribers and 4,000 watch hours. Well, now the type of content you post is a new parameter and <laughs> I forget what, what YouTube calls it. I should actually try to pull it up while we're, while we're here. But 
what one of the parameters is basically your I think they call it your behavior or or whatever. But let me pull it up real fast. I'm almost there. One more click away. Sorry, I don't like doing this while. So it's it's a community guideline strikes. So I have zero community guideline strikes. And um so the more strikes you have for not following the community guidelines, the the more they punish your channel and you can actually lose monetization on your channel. And it's hard to work to a thousand subscribers and 4,000 watch hours, right? So uh, YouTube, don't ban us for, for me saying this, but there are other platforms that will not have uh, uh, strikes against your your community guidelines or violating community guidelines. Yeah, and, and this goes also back to the point they're tools, right? Yeah. And we see too often you'll have, um, <laughs> it makes me laugh. I, I had, I forget who it was, but it was some young little kid. And I heard them talking and they're like, they're talking to like an older person. They're like, what do you want to be in your grow up? And they're like, I want to be an Instagram influencer. <laughs> and it just kind of struck me funny. Just the idea that that was a potential career in that, that child's uh, vision. But like the specific vision of being an Instagram influencer and thinking like, well, what happens if Instagram goes away? What yeah. happens if TikTok goes away, right? And all of a sudden you have all these people who have built up. I mean, <laughs> let's let's talk about OnlyFans, right? <laughs> OnlyFans just uh, reversed their decision to uh, originally they're going to get rid of all explicit content, which sent a lot of their users in an uproar. But if you were a content producer on OnlyFans, uh, only it's a it's a day, OnlyFans, and you're producing explicit content, well, hey, guess what? All of a sudden, you have now lost the distribution medium, this mm-hmm. sounds so bad, of your, your money-making content, in this case, uh, from OnlyFans. But it speaks to the reason why it is so important to, to look at these as tools and to make sure at the end of the day that the, the valuable stuff right? The stuff that actually is the stuff that the companies are looking for from you. And that is the information, the data that that's yours. You own that at the end of the day. And Chris, we we talk about this because as you go out and you start to use different tools, you are going to be giving them different information, but you don't want to have a situation where all of a sudden it's, you know, you're giving an ad to Twitter, for example. And Twitter, you know, they decide five weeks later, ah, you know, that was a great five weeks. We're just going to go ahead and nuke this and never give you an ad again. Oh, by the way, uh, we're going to get rid of your account too. Then what? Then what? And that's why it's so important. So let's go into what we want to talk about uh, moving forward today. And that was ads, content, and networking. Let's start off with ads, Chris. Where where did you want to uh, to direct the focus of us uh, when we're talking about ads? Sure. And, and speaking of real quick, the, the wrap this up, the whole taking people off platform, right? One thing the Mises Caucus should be doing right now, if they haven't done this yet, post in your group at least two to three times a week for people to give you their email and maybe even their phone number. So just in case the group gets nuked again, you can build a new group really quickly elsewhere, right? And you're not going to get all 10,000, but if you can get 7,000, 8,000, um, that, that's a great step forward. And now again, you own your audience versus using rented land, right? So where is rented land useful? It is trying to acquire a new customer. And once you turn that new customer into a loyal customer, that's when you want to get them off as quickly as possible. But there's three different ways to get a new customer, ads, content, and networking, right? So we'll start with ads. Ads the, is one of the easiest ways to, to reach a lot of people really fast. Like if you have a really great content and networking strategy, 
ads is basically just adding fuel to the fire. So if you have your content and networking perfected, running ads just makes it go much, much faster, right? In, in the music world, there's all these people that pride themselves on having built a whole business or an audience all organically without running ads. And that's great. You know, that's awesome when someone can do that. But imagine you did that amazing content and networking and you now added ads on top, right? As we've talked before, anyone that doesn't know who you are yet is considered a cold audience, right? So you, you need to work towards getting a cold audience to get to know you first, right? So as I always say, know your audience, right? So know your most ideal audience and how to reach them. And then not, you can't, it's not just content and networking you can use to reach them, but ads is a way to reach them again, really, really fast by, because the, on these app platforms, you can go in and choose so many different parameters, uh, especially on YouTube and Facebook, right? So again, I don't love those platforms and we kind of just trash them, but you can also use them to get new customers really quickly with, with ads. And you, know, you can literally find customers by keywords, by targeting certain on YouTube. It's, it's super easy because it, for all the, the libertarians out there, right? You could basically, um, there's some t- tools. Let me give you guys, give you all a tool. There's a tool called Tube Sift. It makes it really easy. I, w- I will challenge y'all to pay for Tube Sift for one month. And no, I'm not sponsored by Tube Sift. But what Tube Sift does is saves you a lot of time. So take every channel possible that you feel like your audience might be on, right? So it's Brad Nichols show. Um, I don't know, Tucker Carlson, Fox News, uh, Ben Shapiro, Dave Rubin, like anyone that has at least a thousand or more subscribers. So their channel is monetized because you can run ads on monetized channels. Right. And there's tons like Dave Smith, um, Tom Woods, Ron Paul. Right. Those are all people that have over a thousand subscribers and have monetized channels. So with TubeSift, you can literally plug in that channel into that platform and it'll automatically go through all the videos that are monetized and you can, you know, gather up to 200 or 300 videos even. And you'll gather all these videos from the channel that are just monetized. And then you can put those on a, on a spreadsheet is what I do. Um, I wonder if I should run it through a quick tutorial. What do you think, Brian? Should I, yeah, let's do, you think do I it. My, do you want to share my screen real quick? Yeah, and while you're doing that, while you're while you're pulling that up. So this is this this is why it's important for us to, to take this professional sales and marketing approach for the, the greater liberty movement and why we, we talked about this from a political standpoint, because this is the stuff that works. This, we, we have to be able to get in front of people. And again, you don't have to like the platforms that you're using, the tools that you're using, but recognize them for what they are. They're, they're merely a tool. So don't think, oh, I'm supporting this big evil conglomerate. Sure, support it until you get Where'd ready to destroy it. There you are. Oh, you lose me. You're up, bud. Sorry. I'm up. All right. Sounds good. I'm up. I just had technical difficulties. So am I able to share my screen with here? Let's see. Share screen. Let's share my. All right. So real quickly, let's go to, to YouTube. And do you, have, do you have a channel you prefer? Let's, let's, let's grab Dave Smith's channel. Let's do it. Dave Smith, part of the problem. Okay, see, this is super easy. So what we're going to do, I'm going to go grab this link right up here, right? So it's the homepage of the channel. Um, so make sure it's not, you're not uh, clicking on something and then click back because then it'll say featured. So make sure it's the direct homepage. You'll take that link. You go on TubeSift. You go by channel. You'll drop the channel in here. I do up so we can do 10, 20, 50, 100, 200 videos, right? Just for, I usually do 200, 300 because I don't want, I don't want too many from one channel, but your, your list, your targeting list should be about, 
1,500 to 2,000 videos. So it's okay to go full 300, right? But just for keep it easy, I'm going to do 10 and then you'll just hit search. And it's an invalid input. Ah, oh, Dave Smith's channel, I can't target. Okay, well, that sucked. Let's do Tom Woods. No Tom Woods will work. What a fail, Brian. And really quick, Chris, what are what what would be the value that people are going to get from doing something like this with TubeSeth? So I'll, I'll explain in a, in a second. But yeah, there's there's lots of value that you can get get out of this, right? So right now what it's doing, it's searching through Tom Woods' videos, trying to find at least 10 videos that are monetized. And I actually remember this from, from last time when I when it just for you, um, Tom Woods doesn't have a lot of monetized videos yet. But um, just for time's sake, I'm going to hit cancel. Uh, and then what will happen, right? So there's one video here. I'm going to go grab the links and usually be a giant list of links. Um, and then I'll go here on the spreadsheet that I've already started for Brian. And I'm actually just going to go straight to the bottom of the spreadsheet. Got lots of videos for you, Brian. I was going to say, that's a, that's a hefty amount. <laughs> so there we go. So I'm going to go here. And I'm going to click copy paste this video right here. Boom. Now we have 1,837 videos, right? So... Uh, and I'll just run this process until I have at least 1,500 to 2,000. And now what I can do when I scroll to the top, I'm going to select all of these videos that I have here. So I'm just going to, on a Mac, shift command, right? So you select all of them and I just hit copy. And then once I run the, the ad, then I, I will um, copy and paste those videos on Google's ad platform. And now we'll run an ad of whatever video you want to run an ad of in front of all of those videos. So all those 1800 videos, it'll run an ad specifically in front of those. Now there's another thing you can do that's keyword targeting. And what I don't love about keyword targeting is that it'll run anywhere where that keyword might be. Right. So what I've, what I've gotten is a lot of foreign sites. So I've like run a lot, a lot of ads on sites in the middle East, which have nothing to do with my target audience. Right. I've, I've run ads on gaming uh, apps. And the problem with gaming apps is, you know, you can run, uh, you can look at ads with sound off and sound or sound on. So it's a lot of people may not even hear what your ad is saying. And then the, the other thing is people watch ads on gaming apps because they get coins or whatever kind of credits they can use. Right. So they don't, watch the ad because they care about your ad. They only watch it so they can get coins or credits and they're probably doing something else while your ad's running. So I like to run ads in front of specific videos and using those platforms, TubeSift, uh, and then putting it all into a spreadsheet um, is a great way to organize those videos that you're going to target. Your, your Raise your hand if you didn't know you could do that. <laughs> Audience, I'm raising my hand. I had no idea you could you could target specific videos mm-hmm. to have your ad put in front of. Now, how how can you guarantee how many times that you you're going to have your ad put in front of those videos? There, there's no way to guarantee. Like when you run you run the ad, so there's no way no way to guarantee you how many times it's going to run in front of it. I guess the I guess that's not completely true. So it does run on an auction, and the more you bid for those videos that you're now pl- plugging in the more likely your video is going to show first before another ad, right? But talking about the bid structure, I usually don't bid more than five cents um, for any of these videos because you have close to 2,000 videos, right? You don't have to bid much more than that. So if you're bidding about five cents on these videos, uh, it should play pretty pretty frequently. Um, And so if you have a $10 or $20 a day budget, you'll probably use your entire budget uh, every day if you have enough videos that are getting enough views. Uh, what happens to me a lot with my my, uh, my podcast, I run it in front of a lot of music business podcasts, which we don't get a lot of views. A lot of people don't care about <laughs> learning the music business. I'm literally like in a niche of a niche, but um, 
if, if you're if you're as long as you're running in front of videos where there's enough views on those videos, like tens of thousands or ideally ha- a couple of hundred thousands or millions, which is why I, I threw in Fox News and Tucker Carlson in there as well as as channels to target, um, then you'll actually use up your, your your budget, your daily budget, and make sure you get this your ads get seen enough. Um, a couple of KPIs to to look for, or maybe one. Two, two main KPIs to look for in YouTube ads is your average cost per per view. You want to try to get that into two or one cents, right? So if you can't get it that low, then your targeting just needs to be better. And then the other KPI you want to look at is uh, view rate. Uh, and my, for me, view rate, I like being above 60, 65%. Um, a lot, there's a lot of marketers that are happy with 50%, 40%, right? But I'm I'm just I'm just stingy. I don't I don't want to waste money. So I like my view rate being as high as possible. And on on YouTube, a, a really cool thing is you can literally turn on and shut off videos. Um, I guess I'll stop there. If you want, Brian, I can pull up uh, an ad and I can I can. It's not while I'm doing tutorials. Might as well show you how to turn yeah, on. Yeah, go for off. it. And while you're doing that, so I'm assuming with the ads content and networking, the content part of this will be specifically to the audience of the YouTube videos that we've selected now that we are specifically targeting. Is that mm-hmm. on the right path? Yeah, the, the, the content is just being a content creator, right? So as, as we've talked in the past, like your, your podcast is content. Oh, so just content in general then. Yeah. Yeah. Be, being okay. a content creator. So don't, don't just post on Twitter like constantly and, or, or post on your social media platforms and not be a content creator. Right? If you really want to build an audience that, you can turn into true fans and that you can monetize down the road, then you want to be a, a content creator. So have a podcast, have a YouTube channel, have a, a blog, um, you know, so video, audio written. Uh, and I do throw in photography in there, but I think video is the most powerful because you can do the most with video uh, for repurposing. Brian, Brian hits me up all the time. He's like, how can we repurpose this? I can repurpose that. We should have three clips for every podcast episode and we should use the quotes and make quote graphics and we can use those well, quotes for my tweets. God, Chris, I got three, <laughs> 300 plus episodes in the, the tank now. Or in the tank, <laughs> in the bank, it's somewhere. I have them and I'm exhausted. So I look back and I'm like, we got to be able to like pick apart some of these old, old great great conversation because there are evergreen conversations that i mean they're timeless we had a conversation i re-heard with dean clancy from february of 2018 and it was as relevant then as it was today despite the world being which is weird like what three and a half four years difference and it's a different place so yeah it, it is important to be that content producer to always be having things coming out but also and I think this is the other thing too. Make sure it's a value. Yeah. <laughs> don't just be putting stuff out there, right? This is what you were saying earlier. Don't just post to post. Don't just make noise. Make uh, it's it's Qui Gon Jin in Star Wars. I'm not sure if you're a big Star Wars fan, Chris. But oh, he's yeah. talking to Jar Jar, and he says, "Just uh, the the uh, the ability to speak does not make you intelligent." Uh, yeah, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Uh, yeah. So make sure it, you are focusing and making the the stuff you're talking about relative uh, to number one, the issues that the people you're talking to care about, but also Mm -hmm. relative to what's happening around the world right now. Like, I mean, look what's happening right now, as we talked about when we started off the show, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, there are certain top of mind issues that are in the conversation. You can enter into those conversations. So did you find your ad you're looking for there, Chris? I did. Fantastic. Here, you got another share screen for us. Doing one more share screen. And by the way, folks, yes, this is what you're missing over on the YouTube. So make sure if you've not had the chance yet, you head over to our our YouTube channel and hit subscribe there. So you're not missing all the awesome video content. So what do you got here for us, Chris? All right. So here is the the back end of my ads. Um, 
I mean, I'm, I'm just trying not to show the client's name, but it is, it is on here. But anyways, um, if you go in the back, if you click on the ad, uh, right, it gives you all of these options here on the left. And the one I was talking about is placements. So I do, I, I uh, sort by impressions just because of the whole rule of statistics, right? So if you have only, I don't know, let's say a 20% view rate, but only 50 people have seen your ad so far, well, that's not a really good sample size, right? So I, li- I like to get at least a sample size of 100 plus. So I, that's why I sort by impressions. So I'll try to find all the videos that have 100 plus impressions for my ads. And then really for me, I turn off everything that's 50% view rate or lower, right? So I have impressions and view rate right next to each other. Uh, and you can adjust the columns how, however you uh, want, however it works best for you. But as you see here, two cents cost per view. I'm, I'm pretty happy with that. I'd love to have that at one cents cost per view, but I'll, I'll live with two cents. But now I'm just going to go through here and just find whatever at a view rate I don't like, right? So right here, 46.3% on this My Chemical Romance video. I'm just going to come here and I'm going to pause that. Um, so you can do that. You can also go where your ads showed. So from all those channels that I just pulled from videos from on TubeSift, right? These are all those channels. So Paramore, Panic at a Disco, My Chemical Romance, and so on. Um, so if you are a fan of some of those artists, I have a really great artist named Summer Hoop. You should check out. Shameless plug. <laughs> but um, view rate right here, right? So Haley Williams is 48.77. So I'm going to go here. I'm going to click on Haley Williams. And I'm going to exclude from ad group uh, or from campaign if it's under a campaign. But I'm going to exclude it from just this ad group. So Haley Williams uh, channel will no longer have my ad shown in front of it. And then one last thing I'll show is you can also go. Let me see. I think it's under here now. Nope. Yeah. You can even now... S- let me see, they have some updates, of course. Of course they had updates. Well, right when I'm showing a tutorial, live. So it's all unedited. <laughs> but you gotta love it. I, I don't know exactly where it is now. Let me see, show table there. No, no. But anyways, you can also exclude by, oh, these are all my exclusions. So if I click here, there we go. All right, this is fancy. Uh, so you can exclude age groups also, right? So I can see if there's any age groups that have a low view rate. And I, sorry, old folks, I just I excluded y'all right out of the gate for this ad because this is not who our target audience is, right? Again, you have to know your audience, but this is such a cool, um, you know, so much controlled, which is why I am very pro doing ads because you have so many features and so many options on, you know, on all the ad platforms. And we've talked about Facebook ads in the past, Um Maybe we can do a tutorial of that in the future or maybe for the Patreon people. But um, there's just so much control, which is why I love running ads. And then last but not least, and this one might be the most uh, interesting. And before we go to networking, I guess it is. Mm-hmm. Did we did we wrap up content well for you? I think so. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've did a whole episode on content. Yeah. Um, so just just reference back to that episode. If I, if I remember, I'll throw it in the, in the description for the YouTube channel. Uh, so you guys can reference that and see the entire episode because we definitely go much, much deeper. Like We could probably do a two hours on just oh. content. But yeah. <laughs> uh, be, be a content creator. The, you know, the main message from that episode is there there is still space for another podcast, another YouTube channel, another blog. Right. Because, again, it's coming from your view, your perspective. And if you can even localize it, like make it you know, a niche of a niche, like libertarians always talk about winning local elections, um, focusing there instead of uh, being too focused on national and federal elections. Well, then start a YouTube channel about your local community. Right. So any libertarian party chapter out there. So libertarian party of Orange County, Florida, I'm challenging ourselves as well. We should start a YouTube channel where we interview people from our local community, even if it's once a month, you know, because that gets people from our community familiar with our channel and gets, you know, and we're more or more top of mind for our community. So they don't just think Democrat, Republican, they 
learn that there is other options for the exact same issues they care about with actually better solutions. And it goes into the third part, which is the networking. And I was going to say, this is something that we see that's a huge component in the sales world as well, is building that relationship because your network of referrals, I mean, that's where you have the top sales guys make the most money because they have a network of referrals that they can have basically come in every single month and they don't really have to try Mm -hmm. because what happens is they have built up that network of like-minded people who are offering value in this case and they're able to collect um collect referrals from them because people want to do business with people they know like and trust i said this back when i did my one-on-one it's not the features and benefits it's not a good idea being a good idea eating people to death it's actually trying to show that you can solve problems and people saying, yeah, they can solve the problems. And I trust that you can do that for me. So when you can build your network, not only is it going to be helpful for the network of people that you're you're building it with, but there is that reciprocation effect. You do see this, you know, if, if I'm able to help you, I know in return that you are going to be able to help me because what do we know? Chris, the, the, the pie does not stay one size. The pie is going to be constantly growing. So as you increase the size of your network, you're increasing the size of the pie that you're now going to be able to collect from. And I dare say that's one of the main things we're trying to do here, is it not, is to grow the pie. And ultimately, that pie, I think one of the main goals we're trying to do is instill freedom. If we're looking from a, a true political standpoint, the, the liberty, I think, political lens, it's it's something we can objectively start to measure. We're seeing success. States like New Hampshire, they're having success by getting liberty-oriented politicians into office and now getting like actual policy into, into action that's helping real people. It's making people's lives better. You can tell those stories, and then that network grows. Now you have a network of people who are both uh, on the same wavelength, but now they're all thriving, and it, it's, uh, it's a mutually beneficial relationship, I, I would dare say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for, for a networking front, right? So I'm going to relate it to music for just a second because I feel like there's some, some valuable lessons in the, the story I always tell when it comes to networking. But when, let's say, so since I'm in Orlando, let's say it is Philly, since, since you're in Philly. So if there's a local band in Philly and they want to play DC, but they've never played DC before, right? Uh, so let's say they go play DC and in Philly, they're selling 200 tickets to a show, which pretty decent for a local band starting out. And then you go to DC and play just for the, the bartender, the door person, and, um, and the sound guy, right? That's all they play for. There's nobody else there. So that happens all the time in the music world. And why did this just happen to this local band? Why did nobody show up in a different city? When they're in Philly, they're probably going to shows all the time, right? So my mantra is go see shows, meet people, make stuff. And that applies to anything, right? So if you're in the libertarian world, it's go to events, meet people, make stuff. Um, that is how you're going to grow your brand and how you uh, work your way towards becoming known as as Mark Schaefer, Mark W. Schaefer, great marketer, as, as he would say. Also great book. It's a book called Known. But the way you become known is by doing those things. And when we went to Young Americans for Liberty, right, that was so much value. I mean, I wish Brian would have been there because I'm probably not not anywhere near the best face for, for the podcast. I mean, it is Brian's name on the podcast, but we made such a big impact because there's so many new people that have never heard of the podcast before. And so many like-minded people that were at this event that we gave stickers to, that we gave eBooks to that are now f- familiar with who Brian is right now. And then imagine we ran an ad it, to all- and fun fact. I'm sorry to interrupt yeah. just to, to reinforce this point just for fun. I was looking at numbers and you know, the number one episode has been in the past six months. Young Americans for Liberty. Don't tell me. 
What? <laughs> yep. That's awesome. I mean, it it works. I mean, so it many works. voices on that. So many voices on that episode. They probably wanted yeah. to hear themselves talk and probably shared. Who knows? But, that's but and and you know what? Half of it. Now I'll let you go back to it though. Is is great? Is that half the people on that episode are people I knew because <laughs> yeah. I've been able to build that network. I mean, we had Eric, we had Tamina, we had Larry, we had Rachel. I, the list goes on, and these are all people that I've I've interacted with in the past, and I I've had in my network. So, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. And, and, and content is networking too, right? By having a, a interview style podcast and interviewing people, you're networking that way as well. Um, you know, and you never know who's listening. You might see just those little, those little numbers when you first start out on your, on your show, right? You know, 50 viewers, a hundred viewers, 150, 125, right? Or it goes up and down, it bounces back and forward. And you're like, oh man, it's not really that many people. Is this, is this really worth it? And the answer is absolutely. If you have five listeners, be grateful to those five people, right? And you have absolutely no idea who those five people might be. So, so the, the thing that happened to me, and this is more, more, um, I don't know, it's, it's I guess more exciting for the people in the music world. But I, a guy named Derek Sivers, who's been on Tim Tim Ferriss's podcast a couple of times, uh, reached out to me, uh, just thanking me for the podcast for what I do for the the music community, right? And Derek Sivers, for those that don't know, he's the founder of a company called CD Baby, where when the the internet I guess not when it started, but when people started buying music online, the only way you could buy or get your music online was through a major label, right? So CD Baby, Derek Sivers, made it possible for independents to put their music on online. And he sold his company for multi-million dollars, when it's a ginormous company that he started and still very relevant today. But he reached out and said, thank you for your podcast. Appreciate what you do. Uh, keep up the great work. And I was like, um, want to come on the show? And he was on the show, which is amazing, right? So you never know who those a few people are that are listening. And now I have a relationship with, with Derek Sivers, right? So networking is so important. And a really cool exercise that I, I try to do more often, um, I try to do it every day, but if you take out your cell phone, right? So let's say you meet someone, text them right away. Hey, great to meet you, right? So just so they're in your text thread. So if they give you a business card, take their number, text them. Great to meet you. This is Chris G, by the way. We just met at the, the Brian Nichols booth. Uh, now what you'll do, there's an exercise called Connect Four that I learned uh, from a James Altucher show. Um, you scroll to the bottom of your text messages, right? And the last four people that, uh, so it's probably the four people that it's been the longest since you've texted with, send them a text very quick, just saying, Hey, so-and-so, it's been a while. Hope you're doing well. Um, ask them a question or two and then tell them one or two quick things about you. And then anyways, I know you're busy. Just wanted to say hello. It's been a while. Bye, Chris, right? And by doing that, one, you re-engage, like reconnect with people that you haven't probably talked to in quite a while. And you also stay top of mind again, right? So if they, uh, you might text someone and be like, oh my God, I got, I've been thinking about you, but I haven't thought about reaching out, but I have this opportunity uh, that you actually be great for. So by staying top of mind and by constantly networking with your network as well, um, you, you never know what kind of opportunities you can create. And when I started this exercise, when I scroll to the bottom, it was six years, <laughs> the person on the bottom. Now, when I scroll to the bottom, it's like seven months. So almost twice a year, I'm texting every single person that's in my thread. And that's just a great way to stay connected with, with people and just build deeper relationships, right? Networking is not just about meeting as many people as you can, but it's also a uh, depth and depth is way more important than width, right? If you have 50 people that, that, that's in your text thread and that's, that's all you have, then build the best relationship with those 50 people possible. Uh, that's, that's way more valuable than having a thousand people that you barely know. 
Did you watch The Greatest Showman, Chris? I have. It's been a long time. You don't need everybody to love you. Just a few good people. Yeah, It's so uh, true. By the way, he was a master marketer, and I think we should do an entire episode. We should rewatch The Greatest Showman, number one, because okay. it's awesome. It and awesome. number two, because it's a great example of how marketing works. I mean, yeah. the entire uh, Barnum Circus was marketing. <laughs> yeah. Look at what he did. And I was watching it uh, back a couple months ago. I, I had that thought, and I actually wrote a note. I was like, we should do a show on this. But be fun. Yes, speaking, yes. Speaking of Greatest Showman, yeah. um, so I, I've been very lucky in my career because I'm in, in the music industry. So I've seen a lot of amazing shows, but hands down top five shows I've ever seen. And this is like Guns N' Roses at Frankfurt Soccer Stadium is on there. The Foo Fighters in a really tiny 800 person club blowing the, the roof off is on there. And then probably number three, Hugh Jackman live. Amazing. Really? I was completely blown away. Seeing one like the, the production that he put on. And then just seeing the pure joy on his face when he's performing live and making people smile, making people laugh, making people cry. Like just seeing the pure joy on that man's face. It was so genuine and real. And it just made me think I want to do something where I feel that much joy as often as possible. I, you know, what's funny is you say that and whenever you watch him off camera, you get mm-hmm. that vibe. He just yeah. seems like a genuinely good person. And I think that goes back to, this is a, a point we've seen here on the show, Chris, for quite a bit now. Um, and that is that people are just absolutely demanding authenticity, genuine mm-hmm. human connection yeah. to feel that despite all that's going on in the world, that we can still have this relationship and and to know that there's a real person on the other side. And I mean, think about the people we watch on TV all the time. And we, we just instantly feel like, yeah, you're, you're fake. You're, you're yeah. a robot, right? You're not a real, <laughs> a real person because we look at them and like, they're not going to be able to empathize with me. Mm-hmm. They can't understand me. They, they pretend to, I mean, we saw the video of Lady Gaga back in the election, pretending to be a hillbilly, right. To get, <laughs> to get the Southerners to vote for Joe Biden. And it's like, okay, Lady Gaga, yeah. Stand there right. in your overalls and beer next to the pickup truck in the farm. And that's going to get people to, to believe that you understand what it's like to be a country person. Right. Yeah, like and then wear your flesh outfit right afterwards. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and like, and this is why when you see someone like Hugh Jackman in person, in your case, and you can see that there is that genuine just passion for what he's doing, but because he knows he's bringing it and it is value to people mm-hmm. and in the sense of joy, right? That mm-hmm, satisfaction, absolutely. enjoyment. I mean, and you see this in the interviews that he does enjoy helping people you know, bring that to people in a way that you just can't get anywhere else. And I think we should be focusing more on people like that and telling more of the positive stories every day at nine o'clock at night. I make it a point to ask you guys, what did you do great today? Because I'm tired of fostering a, a mentality of, of negativity and yep. just people always looking at the worst case scenarios. Let's start talking about what people are doing. That's awesome. What are what value are you bringing to the table and helping making things better instead of just complaining and focusing on the things that suck and winning arguments and feeling superior? Let's start solving problems by just doing it. 
right? Yeah. By and then and then making sure we're raising up those stories and telling the stories of the people who are doing great things and the people who are just great people, right? That's mm-hmm. partly why I like the fact that I've had the chance to grow this platform is now I have a chance to bring on good people and give them a chance to talk to, to, to you. So like on Saturday, we had Jess Mears uh, on the program. Mm-hmm. Jess is amazing. She's focusing exclusively on building communities and she's been using uh, Clubhouse as a means to do that effectively mm-hmm. and to be able to hear people like Jess, who is just a genuinely good person and to show what sh- value she can bring to the table. There's more people that we've had on the show in the past four, four plus years now um, that we can tell that story about. And and that's exciting to me because now moving forward, I can make sure that I'm only focusing on the, the people that are, are promoting good. I, I'm no negativity, man. I, I'm i tired of it. The past year and a half plus of negativity across the board of friendships, yeah. you know, destroyed people, angry families ruined just because yep. of, of what's been happening in the world. I'm tired of that. I think everybody's tired, tired of that. Too. Yeah. Let, like, let's start building something great instead. Completely agree. I, I love that. That's a great message. I don't have anything else to add to that. That's there you perfect. go. Well, how about that? We'll, <laughs> we'll wrap up there with that uh, being said then folks, thank you for, as always joining us on our marketing episode. Uh, with that being said, Chris, where can folks go ahead and find you if they want to go ahead and continue the conversation? Then go to making it with Chris G.com and the links to all my socials and YouTube channel are there. Awesome. And what we'll do, we'll make sure if you go to uh, the show notes, click the artwork for the Brian Nichols show, and it'll bring you right to our website. And then when you're on there, go to the episodes page. You can not only click on Chris's profile there to get his social media links, but you will get all the show notes, including the transcription of the show there as well. But with that being said, it's Brian Nichols signing off here on the Brian Nichols show for Chris Goizetta. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Brian Nichols show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe. Want to help us reach more people? Give the show a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe too. Find us at briannicholsshow.com and download the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow me on social media at Liberty and consider donating to the show at briannicholsshow.com forward slash support. The Brian Nichols Show is supported by viewers like you. Thank you to our patrons, Daryl Schmitz, Laura Stanley, Michael Lima, Mitchell Mankiewicz, Cody Johns, Craig DaCosta, and the We Are Libertarians Network. Audio production for The Brian Nichols Show is brought to you by DB Podcast Audio. Learn more by emailing inquiries to william at dbpodaudio.com.